Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Roaring Twenties. Before we get into today's show, I want to tell you about something really cool we got going on here at Lions of Liberty. Our good friend, the godfather of the Lions of Liberty, Howie Snowden, mentioned a few weeks ago, he said, you know what, guys, it would be cool if we had a Roaring Twenties t-shirt. You know, Lions Roar, Roar! And it's the Twenties. It's 2020. So it's like the Roaring Twenties all over again. But it's going to be better this time because we have the internet. And because you have the internet, it means you can support great podcasts like Lions of Liberty. As a way to support the Lions of Liberty, we have created a Roaring Twenties t-shirt that is freaking awesome. You can get this t-shirt if you join the Lions of Liberty Pride for $10 or up. Just on top of all the other benefits you get at those levels, you're going to get a, get a, a free t-shirt. But you don't, you don't even have to join for $10 up. You can join at the $5 level and we'll give you a sweet discount. Pick up one of those t-shirts, get the other stuff. You get access to the Pride, our Facebook group, all the bonus content, all this incredible stuff that we have. Check it all out. Patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, welcome back to another edition of Felony Friday, a weekly show right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. On Felony Friday, uh, we pride ourselves here on being a platform that is more of a variety show. We have three different show formats every single week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three unique episodes. On every episode of Felony Friday, I focus on exposing injustice in this nation's broken criminal justice system, shining a light on the parts of the system, the parts of society that the mainstream media, that quite frankly, the government, that a lot of people do not want to look at, are afraid to look at. And on today's show, we're looking at a very, very uh, notable case, a very well-known case. There was recently a 60 Minutes uh, episode on it, on Jeffrey Epstein, of course, on the new pictures that came out from his jail cell and the, the weird things going on there. So I'm bringing on my good friend, Larry Levine, to talk about this. Larry is an expert in this field. I'll introduce Larry in just a minute. Before I do that, I do want to remind you guys the show notes page. We're going to link to all these different things we talk about today. Show notes page can be found at lionsofliberty.com slash FF210, because this is episode 210 of Felony Friday. And I don't want to waste any more time. I just want to get into today's interview because you guys are absolutely going to love it. Hey, guys, just a real quick note before I introduce Larry. One more thing. I just want to let you know the the audio on Larry's track. We had a bit of an issue with the first two minutes. It's a little. It was peaking a little bit. We got it figured out. Got it turned down. It's awesome. The rest of the show, just those first one to two minutes, something like that. Bear with us. It's an awesome interview. All right, my guest today on Felony Friday is Larry Levine. Larry is the founder of Wall Street Prison Consultants. He's the host of Street Justice with Larry Levine. He's been a contributor on CNN, Fox, MSNBC, Washington Post, all the all the major news outlets. And why do these people want to talk to Larry? It's because he knows the prison system in and out, because he's been in and out of the prison system. Or I should say he spent 
time in the prison system. He served time in 11 different federal correction institutions from California to Nevada to Oklahoma. And throughout that time, he educated himself and became an expert on federal criminal law. And upon his release, he has become a renowned international expert on the U.S. federal criminal justice system. He's been on this show. I think this is his fourth time. I don't know. Larry, welcome back to Felony Friday. Hey, John. Good to see you. Glad to be here with you. I wasn't really in and out. I went in. Yeah, true. I did a 10-year sentence, and I never left, essentially. <laughs> so, I mean, you could say I went in and out of prisons because they would transfer me. Right. That's. I guess that's what I meant. They were, they were moving you, you around because they, they couldn't keep you in one place for too long. I've right? been described as a consumer of correctional services. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you've made it work in your favor. I like to believe so. <laughs> so, like I said, this is your fourth time on the show. I think last time you were on <clears throat> was right after Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Um, and you, we talked about that you had kind of predicted it ahead of time. And I wanted to have you back on after this 60 Minutes thing that they did on Epstein, showing the cell and showing everything, because you had a a Facebook post where you really broke down a couple different elements of what they showed in that cell. And I I don't want to, to spoil your takeaway. I'll I'll let you talk about that, but you know, I mean, a couple different things that I think were shocking to, to anyone who was watching that was just seeing uh, the, the jail uniform strewn about the cell, all these nooses tied up, seeing pill bottles, seeing he had his CPAP machine in there. So you, I mean, you commented on all this stuff. So I just kind of wanted to get your, from, from your expert opinion, did it surprise you? Was it shocking? Was it what you expected? Being a former ex-professional criminal, if you will. Remember, I used to go out for organized crime and I would plan crime, make crime better. I think they did a really sloppy job. That was not a, that was not his cell. Picture that was like a crime scene movie set, essentially. That it was staged. That uh, they got people who put things in the, in the pictures to make it look like he had all these opportunities and tools, things that his, um, things that were available to him to kill himself. Let's start with the pill bottles. I was in 11, as you said, I was in 11 different federal prisons over 10 years. I spent uh, time in three, three different shoes, special housing units in the feds. And I've had clients that have spent time in the shoe. Mm-hmm. When you're in the special housing unit, you don't have your meds with you. They've got pill line. In other words, they're afraid that it could be blood pressure meds, whatever it is. They're afraid you might overdose on your pills. You may take too many of them. Your celly may jack your pills. So they've got a medical technician that comes by I don't know, two, three times a day. I know they're shorthanded everywhere. 
that, but it's called pill line where they dispense your meds to you. They come to your cell door, they open the little fucking hatch up and you know, like when you go to the yogurt shop and they give you that little tiny white cup that you can like taste the yogurt with. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what they give you your pills in. They give you your pills and they crush the pills. That way you can't save them, spit them out. And they give you the pills and you have to take them in front of them. They can look in the window and see you take them. Then they want you to open your mouth and they want to look under your tongue. Somebody in a special housing unit setting wouldn't have all those drugs. I don't give a shit what they are. John, he had a fucking pharmacy in there. Did you see all that? So why I, like, I understand what you're saying and it makes sense. I've seen the, the seen the same thing on TV. You know, they they give them their pills, their little bottle. They take them, um, or not in the little bottle, that little paper paper cup. So do you think the pill bottles might have been planted there? Do you think yeah, he was getting some sort I of leniency? Think, or? Wait, 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 wait! I don't even think that was his fucking cell. Who? Somebody came in there, they staged this to make it look like it was a suicide setting, that he had all types of opportunities to kill himself. Let's jump, let's go over to the jumpsuits. Those orange things were prison jumpsuits. And have you ever seen that many jump prison jumpsuits in a cell? That's absurd. You have one jumpsuit. They have what's called clothing exchange once a week, once every two weeks or something. Mm -hmm. They give you a new jumpsuit, you change into it. Then they come by later in the day and they collect your old jumpsuit because they have to take them to the laundry. They've got to wash them. They don't have an unlimited supply of these things. Mm -hmm. There was, I don't know, four jumpsuits there, five jumpsuits. At at least. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That doesn't add up either. Let's take a look at uh, the CPAP machine. has an electrical cord on it. This guy just got out of the psych unit. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give him something that he could hang himself with, something he could commit suicide with. I mean, either this was made up or these are the stupidest correctional officers that I have ever seen. I mean, come on. That's saying a lot because there's a lot of stupid correctional officers. Well, but this is the special housing unit. Remember, this isn't like Barney Fife in the county jail somewhere. Mm -hmm. This is the special housing unit in a high security federal prison in New York City where they are housing and holding people involved in major crimes. Hell, El Chapo was what, a one or two doors down at one point. Mm-hmm. So this is some heavy duty shit. And there hadn't been a suicide there in 14 years. Okay. That's, that's what I heard. It's there's, I don't know. Are they stupid? Were they negligent or was it made up? My money and bet is that it was made up. Let's uh, let's kind of move forward. Sure. When you get sent, because remember, he was in the psych ward for a while because they actually thought he was suicidal. Well, when you go into the psych ward, 
they take all your personal, when, when they move you, I shouldn't they say you go into the psych ward. When you go into the shoe, they inventory all your property and all your shit. They do. When they transfer you, you're moving into the psych unit, they're going to pack all your stuff up. He'd only been back in that cell, John, for how many days? One day? Two days? Yeah, he was only in the psych ward for, I think, a week? I think okay. it was maybe less than a week. Yeah. They should have inventoried all his stuff mm-hmm. when he left the shoe and went to the psych ward. They should have cleaned the cell out. They didn't know if he was coming back. They had no idea. Theoretically, they could have held him in the fucking loony bin there forever. So they would have in, they would have emptied the cell and they would have inventoried his stuff. My contention is that he hadn't been back in his cell long enough to accumulate all that shit. Think about it. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of trash and sanitation. Sanitation in any federal prison. I don't care if you're sitting in the shoe, a psych unit, you're in general population somewhere. They come by and they inspect all the time. They know that if there's poor sanitation, that it's going to lead to disease, viruses, health issues, which they're trying to avoid. They're not going to let a cell look like that or accumulate that much clutter. Not going to happen. I mean, I've discussed this with some former Federal Bureau of Prisons people that I know to get their take. And everyone agrees with me. I had some of them comment on my Facebook page saying I'm 100% right. I've had prison psychologists say that you're right on the money. Hmm. That's why I don't think this is real because they wouldn't let a cell reach that kind of condition. So I don't think it's real. I don't think it's real at all. And let's, the pictures, John, the pictures allegedly, alleged, mm-hmm. came from who? Came from the New York City coroner's office? Where'd they get them from? They got them from the BOP. Did that coroner go and take those images himself? Do you remember seeing the pictures of him being wheeled into the hospital on the stretcher? Which apparently was went against protocol for well to take a, a suicide victim out of their cell. That never happens, on. right? A day or two out, maybe the day, the same day. Yeah, it was the same day that they found him in the cell. Mm-hmm. Paramedics showed up. They couldn't pronounce him dead. A doctor has to. So they threw his ass on a stretcher. I've seen the pictures of him being wheeled yeah, in. Did you yeah. see those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You could see, kind of see his face. Think about this. Had the coroner gone out to MCC and actually been there and declared him dead, he would have been zipped up in a body bag, wouldn't he? Yeah. He wouldn't be on a stretcher with his face showing. Nope. Which tells me that the coroner wasn't there. Nope. Protocol says they're supposed to leave that body there while they conduct their investigation into his death. Yeah, it's tampering well, with a crime scene, right? They rushed that body out of there, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Quick. So I believe those pictures may be supplied by 
the Bureau of Prisons. I don't think the coroner took those pictures themselves. There'd be no reason. Let's put it like this. After the body has been moved and the BOP are considered law enforcement, there'd be no reason really for the coroner to go down to MCC. They're going to do their autopsy, I don't know, at the coroner's office, at the hospital somewhere. They removed the body before the investigation was done. BOP are considered law enforcement. Okay, the guy is dead, or they couldn't resuscitate him. Paramedics come, pick him up, take him to the hospital. Somebody there declares him dead. We know he hadn't been declared because we're able to see the stretcher photos. So the coroner wasn't there. He would have declared him dead at MCC, mm-hmm. would have been in a body bag. There's just no question about that. Yep, I 100% now, agree. the staff, and I don't think has anybody besides me pointed that out. Uh, I mean, they talked about on 60 Minutes how it went against protocol. Forget for, about that. Yeah. Has anybody pointed out that if he had been declared dead by the coroner there that he would have been in a body bag and you wouldn't have seen his face on the stretcher being wheeled into the hospital. I haven't heard that. No, I haven't heard anyone directly. I heard that anywhere. Remember, I used to plan crime. (laughs) I know. That's why I said. So why, so are you you saying that maybe there was, uh, what would be the incentive of seeing the face, seeing his face going out? So you're saying people maybe wanted. to have his face shown to establish that he really left there and he was really going into the hospital. But they kind of screwed things up. I mean, 60 Minutes went in under, what, the Freedom of Information Act? I hadn't seen the photos till CNN sent those over to me yesterday. I'm not really following the case, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. I've got other things to do. But when... The networks call, other people like you call for interviews and such. Yeah, I'll look at everything. I just think they did a real sloppy job kind of putting their crime together. Now, the staff, let's talk about the BOP staff. They said they hadn't checked his cell for several hours. But I think, that, I think they said... Been 12 hours. They said they checked at 7.30 at night, and then it was like they found him. They say they found him at 6.30, 6.40 the next okay, morning. So yeah. some guy who's a high-security, high-risk, high-value individual, they didn't check in who they're supposed to check every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. They didn't check this guy for 12 hours. I don't know if I believe that either. Well, it certainly I, doesn't sound believable. I think they're patsies because remember, this isn't just about Jeff Epstein. How many other people are sitting in the shoe in MCC? A bunch. It wasn't just him they were checking on. They have to make, all right, the shoe technically, they're supposed to come by every hour. They shine a flashlight in your cell and they look in the window. There's no bars. It's actually a door with like a rectangular window and they've got mm-hmm. like a hatch that you can put your arms out so they can cuff you and all this slide in a food tray. But in a federal prison, they're doing a count, even in the shoe, they're doing a count at, at midnight. No, no, they're doing a count at 10 PM, midnight, 3 AM, 5 AM 
And then when the new shift comes on board, somewhere between seven and eight o'clock. So you've got a whole new shift of people, but they're coming by checking you all night long. They're checking everybody. They're not just checking him. Mm-hmm. So what happened there? My belief is that these two CEOs are getting shafted in this whole deal. They were told not to leave their office. Did you see how an investigation determined that they were on their cell phones watching pornography, conducting e-commerce, buying stuff on Amazon, eBay, Mm -hmm. whatever it was? They were surfing the web. They were asleep. They never left their office because they were probably told not to. They were given instructions not to leave their office. This way, whoever had to go in there and do what they had to do to get him out, they did it. Who's to say that, and this is plausible, this creates plausible deniability. When those guys who were working there, I think there was a dude and a chick, the -hmm. two CEOs, when they said they didn't see anything, I don't think they were lying. Yeah. They probably really didn't see anything. So here's what happens. You get some, you get people to come into the shoe. You take them out. You remove Jeff Epstein. You get someone that looks just like him. I mean, I sound like a conspiracy theorist. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I know how crime is done. So we take somebody who looks like him. It's not hard to find someone that looks like someone. And remember, he's supposedly dead. Maybe that guy was dead. You throw him in the cell. The COs come into the cell. They're saying they're trying to resuscitate him. Okay. They can't do it. Paramedics come out. Paramedics can't resuscitate him. That's when they take him out. Meanwhile, Jeff Epstein was probably nowhere near there. He could have been anywhere. There's a possibility. I mean, I didn't say this months ago, but now that I've seen these pictures, I'm going to not rule out the fact maybe he is still alive somewhere, that he really, really had too much dirt on people. And I mean, it's possible, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, when you're dealing, and I think I said this on the last episode with you, when you're dealing with billions of dollars, like Trump had Clinton, I don't know what Clinton's worth, but hundreds of millions, other people, the royal family, whatever it is. When you're dealing with people with lots of money, you're dealing with shady fucking people. That's a fact. Dirty dealings. If Trump or someone really, really thought, excuse me, that Epstein had something on them, they could have killed him anytime, couldn't they? You would would think so, yeah. Would they have had to wait for him to be sitting in a a cell? You would think that would be the worst time to do it. You know, why not? I wouldn't uh, do it. I mean, I've heard that... uh, I've heard the Iranians put a hundred million dollar contract on Trump's head. Who's to say, I don't know. It's not hard to have somebody killed. I mean, to have the president killed, it's happened several times in history, but I I think Trump has a bigger protective bubble around him now. 
mm-hmm. than he did last week. If he doesn't, it's a special kind of stupid. But the Secret Service, they know what they're doing. But back to Epstein. <clears throat> so was he killed? Did he commit suicide? We may never know. But the one thing that is for sure, those pictures weren't real. Those pictures were staged. Those pictures were planted. What, what did you think of the pictures of where they showed his neck? And if somebody was hanging themselves, you would think that it would be, uh, the ligature would be up here underneath their chin, but it was just straight across the neck, like they were strangled, whoever that was. If it was well, Epstein, if it was yeah, a stand-in. When you're hanging, you're the rope. Mm-hmm. Again, this is speculation. I've never done this. But in my personal knowledge and opinion, you're absolutely right. That the weight of your body is pulling you down. The rope is moving up. And it's going to create a, I don't want to say a burn. Let's just call it a, not a scar, like a bruise. Mm-hmm. It would create a bruise, like all the way across. And I believe the family brought in an outside forensics expert that made a determination that uh, his hanging was not consistent. Or what they, they figured out or diagnosed isn't consistent with someone that hung themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not. Now, all these nooses and all this crap in his cell. So they gave him the means and he just sat there for a 12 hour period, just making nooses. It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) We're going to give him all kinds of opportunities. We're going to give him pills. We're going to give him things to make nooses. We're going to give him an electrical cord. I mean, the cell in my experience. I've never seen a dirtier cell anywhere, even in a county jail, that Epstein allegedly was in in New York. And this looks really, really bad on the BOP. I bet you they've gone through that shoe and they've fixed shit up. They've cleaned things up. They're going to have to, because there's going to This is going to launch, I don't know, a collateral investigation. It it should. I don't I don't know if it will. People forget about things so quickly. Well because it's an embarrassment. The fact that the guy died allegedly in BOP custody is an embarrassment to the BOP. The fact that their people didn't even go by and check on the guy allegedly is an embarrassment. These guys know what they have to do. Mm-hmm. They know they've got to check on people. I don't care if they were on overtime. So the report you read, and I didn't read this report, but I believe what you're saying. You didn't come up with it. You read it somewhere. Mm-hmm. They hadn't checked on him for 12 hours. So they sat in their little office the CEO's office there for 12 hours. They didn't get out to go to the bathroom, walk around, stretch their legs. He was found at what time? 
7.30 in the morning, something like okay. that. Okay, so 12 hours. Let's rewind the clock back. That means there was no shift change? That means there was no 10 p.m. count? Yeah, well, it's funny. That, that fits. It fits right in the windows of their shift. There's no overlap and shift there, right? Well, at 10 o'clock is shift change because that's – 10 o'clock is a national tape. The big ah, but, counts, but, but they were they were working overtime. It doesn't so. well. They were working overtime, mm -hmm. so that doesn't mean that they were working a twelve hours. Still there? You're back now, John. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Wow, it was really weird. That was weird. It's the National Security Agency. They're watching and listening. Yeah, hey, it don't it could be. I have nothing to hide. If, if Epstein did this, if you guys are listening, I don't approve of his crimes, but God bless him. He pulled off a wonderful crime, a wonderful Houdini disappearing act. Yeah, a crazy yeah, Houdini disappearing act. But the 10 p.m. count, that's a national count. 4 p.m. count, national count. Mm -hmm. I cannot see these guys didn't conduct a count in a 12-year period. I mean, a 12-hour period. I don't care how tired they were. It's not plausible. I agree. Jeffrey Epstein is either dead, not of suicide, which is very unlikely for if somebody was trying to have him killed, why do it in prison? Or God knows where he is. Argentina? I, <laughs> people are the most evil people go. Island. But then again... Which island? We don't know how many islands this guy owned. Mm -hmm. We have no clue as to what he had. Nothing. Mm -hmm. so I don't know. But I don't buy the pictures. I don't buy... I don't buy the fact that they came from the corner. I think they were supplied by the BOP. Why did they rush him out of there so quick? That's the consensus of another investigation or the subject matter. Why was he mm -hmm. moved so quickly? What were they That's in a hurry sense. for? He was already dead. Paramedics can't declare you dead. You know that. A doctor has to. Mm -hmm. They can say, well, we couldn't resuscitate him. Somebody has to officially declare it. Although if you watch some of these TV shows like Chicago Fire or something, the paramedics are always declaring people dead. <laughs> but again, they put them in a bag, zip them up. So mm -hmm. he wasn't thrown in the trash bag. He wasn't zipped up. We had a body that potentially was alive being wheeled into the hospital. Who was that body? It's a damn good you, question. I mean, really, what do you think? I know you've never done time. You were never a criminal or maybe you were and you never got caught. We've all done a little yeah. bit of... Uh, every, every Everybody's a criminal. What's the average? Everyone commits at least three felonies a day. Did so. you tear the tag off the pillow that says do not remove under penalty of law? Now that's it, only before you buy it. You're allowed to remove it after you buy it, yeah. right? I didn't I know so. that, but okay. Really? Pretty I'm sure. guilty of that. <laughs> I jailed um, in a national park in front of the park ranger, and then I urinated on the side of the road. That's why I did 10 years. That's... <laughs> But the it's, point is, what's your take? What do you think happened? You know, I think this is a guy that had dirt on people to the extent that if it came out, 
people would lose trust in the institutions that are, you know, that have made up, that have ruled our society for so long. The U.S. government, the foreign governments. You have the the um, prince. Uh, what, what's which prince in England? Was prince the one Andrew. That was, prince Andrew. So you have these revered people, probably people in the business sector as well. A lot of these, not yourself, but a lot of these talking heads on TV that are molding our opinions. If these people come out to be pedophiles or awful, horrible, horrible people perpetrating terrible crimes, which even if just some of that stuff came out, it would be it would be damaging. Or the people people who are in charge could lose that power. And well, that's, people would I, lose confidence in the government and the institutions. Correct. Correct. But how so, much? How much confidence right now do people have in government? With the fighting in Congress, with Trump in office, and I mean, just everything. It's like we're living in we're living in a world of chaos. Yeah, but I mean, is it really? I guess the question would be, and we're going off topic, but I like it. Is it really any different than it's always been? The only difference being that maybe we're more informed now because there's more avenues for communication. It's not as easy to hide shit. Um, Maybe well, maybe you, it's always been this way. Somebody tweets something somewhere in the world, anywhere. It could be in the middle of the fucking jungle. Mm-hmm. The whole world knows in a matter of seconds, potentially. Yeah. So it is hard to cover things up. Let's go back, let's say 25 years ago, if this had happened. Well, nobody would be plastering pictures of MCC all over the internet. Internet didn't really exist. Right, you you might might see some poor quality pictures in a newspaper. You couldn't yeah. tell what it was, like yeah. maybe in a little news broadcast, and it would be the subject of whatever. But the whole world, you know, everything is upside down now. It's kind of like these people in the Trump administration, former Trump administration, essentially ignoring a subpoena to testify because we don't believe that the subject matter is real. We don't agree. It's kind of like somebody doesn't agree with the charges or the case against them. So they just ignore a subpoena. You can't do that because you don't agree. They're conducting an investigation. It's kind of like Trump saying, well, there was no due process. There was no lawyers in the grand jury room or what at the hearing room. In a grand jury, the defendant doesn't get a lawyer. That's not how it works. It's one-sided, yeah. The grand jury is the investigation. So why would there be anyone in there to testify? And I can't believe all these Republican senators and congressmen that were a lot of them former prosecutors themselves. They fucking know due process better than I do. You can't just ignore a subpoena. I read the other day that some federal court, I think in New York, maybe it was the Second Circuit, did something under the Freedom of Information Act because the White House was stonewalling and they weren't going to release. Maybe it was those 20 emails or something. Between White House, uh, I don't know, aides or something about Ukraine, and they don't want to release them. We're not going to release them. 
you cannot just basically tell the federal court, screw you. You'll get held in contempt of court. Mm -hmm. Essentially, is anything he says or does executive privilege? I mean, we are way off track here. <laughs> I don't approve of the shit Trump is doing. I don't approve of shit, really, any politicians. Yeah, I, I don't approve of shit that Obama or Bush did either. I approve of the law. The law mm -hmm. is for you. It's for me. It's for everyone else. And Trump has to obey the law. Just because he says it's a witch hunt, it's not real. I'm not guilty. I don't know. Maybe mm -hmm. he is. Maybe he isn't. This airstrike they launched on uh, Soleimani the other day in Baghdad. Soleimani, I approve of killing him. I, I, I will say this, though. And, I mean, I'm not going to defend Soleimani, say he's a good guy or anything. I think, the, I think he's a terrible person. He's got a lot, you know, he's killed a lot of people, responsible for a lot of deaths. But if you're going to say something's impeachable, on a scale of what's impeachable, I think killing a foreign official um, without going through, really, an act of war, without going through proper channels, is more impeachable than having a phone call and a potential quid Who quid knows quo. if they're not going to... He can't deny that it happened. That's one thing. He can't say it didn't happen because he's done it. Mm -hmm. He didn't follow protocol. One of those people, I don't know if it was Pompeo or one of the other three stooges in his administration. Uh, oh, maybe it was the defense secretary. Well, we, we have evidence to say that he was getting ready to launch an attack in the next day or so. How do they know? If they really had something, they would say it. It's a lot of speculation. Well, the funny part about that, and you know, Trump for the longest time, and I agree with him a lot, that our intelligence agencies, sorry, NSA, if you're listening, are, are full of shit. I, I think well, a lot of the, the intelligence they're coming up with is made up or they're trying to manipulate situations. But all of a sudden, when Trump can use the information to his advantage, oh, it's they, they told me there, there's an attack being planned. So that's what he's using to justify. So it's... You know it's that all... I was a military intelligence officer for 10 years. I think I told you that. Were you aware mm -hmm. of that? Yeah, yeah. I got out of government service because there's a lot of conflicting objectives. I believe that. I could have been killed. Could have been me. Took it commercial, became a private investigator. Started working with organized crime. Paid a lot better and such. And I was involved in the Middle East and stovepipe operations where we didn't report to people on a local level or local basis. In other words, the teams I was affiliated with, we were reporting right back to Washington. So people there on the ground in Beirut and other places I was at, they had no, we were there. They were mandated under orders and by law, they had to support our activities, but they had no direct control over us. Mm -hmm. That's why they call it a stovepipe. It's bypassing everything and it's going right to the top. Hmm. Okay. I never knew what that meant. Well, gotcha. now you know. Yeah. So conflicting objectives. It's not all the intelligence community is not all one big happy family. Not by any means, but they're all providing work product, if you will, for the executive branch. And that being the president. 
so he can use that information to make the best decision to keep our country safe. I mean, this Solmani guy, I knew about him 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. He was a bad guy then. And to say he was getting ready to do something, the guy's been doing shit for how long? Well, that's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's like he's all, you could say that at any point. He's always getting ready to do something. That's right? right. I mean, what made this the critical time? Well, gee, I need to take people's minds off the impeachment. I need to do something that could help me politically. I don't know. Mm hmm. Yeah. We need to really, the people in this country need to come together and come together as a nation. Put the partisan politics aside. Remember that back in the Revolutionary War days or the when the country was formed, that your senators and congressmen, they were all farmers and businessmen. They weren't professional politicians that... I've been serving in Congress for 25 years mm -hmm. or some bullshit. No, they went and did their two years or their four years and they were done. They went home. So, so what's, what's caused that in my mind over time, more and more power has been sucked into Washington well, lobbyists. Yeah. Um, cor power, corporations paying off, writing the regulations. Power, As more and more power goes into Washington. That's where the money goes. Power, corruption. Mm -hmm. It's a broken system. Very, so, very much fixed. so. I'm not a Trump supporter. I approve of some things he's done. The Democrats, people think I'm a Democrat because of the shit that I post on Facebook. I've been a registered Republican since I was 18 years old, I'm a Republican. It's, isn't it interesting? Because I'm I'm a libertarian, so I'm not a Republican or a but Democrat. I think, hold on. I think like a libertarian because I believe that you should be able to do whatever you want as long as you don't infringe on somebody else's rights. Right on, yeah. And... The whole system is bastardized with money and special interests. I mean, immigration. I believe, I mean, the country was founded by immigrants, this whole country. Mm -hmm. Plus you take the Native Americans. If people want to come in, they need to do it the right way. I don't think we should just open the borders up. But I do also don't believe that Trump is going about this the right way. And he's just getting people to work for him that essentially will tell him what he wants to hear without yeah. putting money. He's lying. They're backing up his lie and then they're creating material to enhance his lie. So it's kind of like people are just fooling each other. This is why the networks like to have me come on. This is why you and everyone else. Mm -hmm. Because I will just speak the truth, the way things really are. And some people can't handle the truth. You've got all these armchair detectives, if you will. 
all spinning conspiracy theorists. I mean, are you in Virginia? Where are you at? Pennsylvania. Pen- okay, Pennsylvania. If I was in Virginia, though, I would be on the the front of the uh, the Boogaloo. You know what the Boogaloo is? No. Have you, have you been following in Virginia what they're doing? The governor the there, governor. Yeah, they're threatening to take away guns, and all the counties the are declaring you know themselves Second Amendment the sanctuaries. Constitution gives us the right to bear arms. A state can't take away a federal right. I agree. They can jump up and down and they can say they're going to do it. If they were going to do it, they would have already done it. Could be an executive order by the governor. But the governor knows that it will be, I don't know, overturned or somebody will go the ACLU, the NRA, whoever it is, mm-hmm. they'll, fuck, they'll walk into federal court. They'll get an injunction against the governor of Virginia. They'll set that order aside because that is truly unlawful. So they can't do it. Yeah. But there's yeah, all but it, these conspiracy theories about this. And then have you heard about the drones that are flying over North Dakota or somewhere? There's like swarms of them. No, I don't think I've heard this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should Google that. The, the aliens are coming. <laughs> well, the, the aliens the are already FBI here. The is investigating and the Air Force is investigating. And they don't know where these drones are coming from. That's a surveillance program that's going on. Something's being mapped. Yeah. If the FBI or... NASA or the uh, the Air Force, because this is happening every night, really wanted to get to the bottom of it, how hard would it be mm-hmm. to send up some F-16s? All right, the drones are here. Let's track them to see where they're going. Could you know what sp- it probably is? I'll bet it's those damn Canadians coming in and spying That's on That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> they want to create hysteria. It's a fuck. Yeah, could be. And you and I are just living in it. Yeah. It's uh, it, interesting times. And I just want to go back what, to one thing you said a little while ago. Yeah. How, you know, on, on Facebook, you're vocally against Trump. But then you'll say something like you, you said about Suleimani, how, you know, he, he was a bad guy. He, he, I, I don't want to quote you out of context, but something like, you, you know, it wasn't a bad thing that, that he's killed. No, you're, okay. you're, 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 you're glad you that he's take dead. Take a big step back. People mm-hmm. think because I talk shit about Trump, I'm a Democrat. I'm not. I've been a registered Republican since I was 18 years old. But I don't vote by a party line. Mm-hmm. I vote and my beliefs are on what I believe about the situation, which is best for the American people. I don't agree with the shit that he does. But if I think he did something, in my opinion, that's right, like mm-hmm. taking Somali out, This guy should have been taken out years and years and years ago. I don't know why they didn't. There's going to be a lot of repercussions all over the world. You know, there's other ways to deal with people. He would have been better off because Trump can't keep his fucking mouth shut. They would have been better off just having this guy die from a mysterious explosion. Who knows what happened? They'd point the finger at the U.S. You can bet on that. But coming, oh, yeah, we did it. 
it's interesting how things have have played out though and I, I don't want to go get back in conspiracy mode, but you have so this, so this assassination happen. And there's all these protests going on in Iran right now. The country is kind of in chaos. This assassination happens. The country's coming together. Iran responds by bombing, by firing missiles at one of our bases in Iraq, where Iraqis and Americans are both there. Iraqis were warned ahead of time. No casualties, no damage. And Iran has responded. It's called saving face. The Iranians had to save face to show that they did something. Now, there's another... God, I don't like to say conspiracy. There's another thought that's going around that Salmani had gotten too powerful. Yeah, I've heard that. People within the Iranian government aren't really that unhappy to see him gone because he was consolidating power and they felt threatened by him. Mm -hmm. So now they'll move somebody else in who's going to have to show benevolence. I don't know. To someone. Yeah. To someone there in power where imagine if they had tried to fire Somali. Republican guards would have been in an uproar. The people would have been in an uproar. He was a threat to their power. Mm -hmm. How do we know that a deal wasn't cut behind the scenes for Trump to have him killed? It's possible. And then we're going to launch some missiles. We're going to launch some missiles at an air base. And we're going to claim that we've retaliated. But... We're not going to strike any buildings or any locations where we know people are at. It's interesting that Trump and Kumani, or wherever you say his name, both kind of seem to have got what they wanted out of this when the dust has seemingly settled. I don't know if it's ever settled in the Middle East, but these people have been killing themselves, killing each other for thousands of years. The only difference is now they have missiles. Mm-hmm. Now they have machine guns and tanks and fighter planes. And You're drones. never. What is it all over? Religion? Yeah. I mean, if you really, you know the Bible. You're educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac founded the Jews essentially, and Ishmael founded the Muslims. It all came from the same place. So what are they really fighting over here? Over land? Over oil? Over the right to exist? Israel is a little tiny country surrounded by enemies everywhere. They have a lot of nukes, though. Well, they have a lot of nukes. Remember that in the biblical days, God gave Israel to the Jews as their homeland. The children of Israel. Mm-hmm. The Jews became a conquered people and they were scattered out. So the Bedouins, the Palestinians moved in. Hey, we've got all this vacant land. So they claimed the land as their own. And then after uh, what, World War I, the League of Nations, the Jews started migrating back. Remember, that whole area there was called Transjordan. It's part of the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. 
And then after World War II and the mandate, when Israel came into being and all the Arab countries attacked them, Israel had its war of independence. I think it was May 1948. I'm a bad Jew. I'm supposed to know the day. I don't know. But if the Arab people really, really wanted to help out the Palestinians, they've got hundreds of thousands of miles of desert they could give them, couldn't they? You would think so. Yeah, they're not really interested in doing it. Remember that uh, Jordan, shit, I think this was back in the Of course, 70s. the Palestinians might not want to live in the middle of a desert. Well, they're the whole fucking region is the middle of the desert, unless you're on the med. But remember that, uh, remember when the PLO, the Palestine Liberation Organization, had all its people there in Jordan in the 70s? You were a kid then. You may not remember. Well, I was young then. I wasn't even alive in the 70s. Oh, okay. How old are you? 36. I've got children older than you. I know. You told me that last time. I do. Matter of fact, this is the <laughs> child of one of my children. So the point is the Palestinians didn't want, or the Jordanians, they didn't want the Palestinians there either. They threw them out. These people are just all fucking nuts. They're trouble. Yeah. That's why we need to get out of there. Bring the troops home. Well, we do. We need to really worry about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly believe that. I mean, some of the shit Trump says, he goes about it the wrong way. Makes sense. America first. I believe that. We need to stop funding people all over the world. And we need to spend money here in America on health care on education, roads, infrastructure. Let's take care of ourselves first. And it's kind of like I try to teach my kids and my grandchildren this, that this turn the other cheek nonsense. If somebody screws you over and you want to get back at them, that's okay. You can get even. You can retaliate. You don't need to do it today, though. You don't need to do it tomorrow. You do it kind of like when you're ready to do it. Time is on your side. You don't have to get revenge today. And I teach them, worry about yourself first. Mm -hmm. Care about other people. Worry about yourself. Worry about your family. You don't have to fucking worry about everyone. And this country, under Republican and Democratic administrations, is so worried about helping out other countries that we're neglecting our own people. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I, I think just on that point there, I think that's that's very true in that when you look at the national debt, we are stacking up this enormous national debt that's completely out of control. What, China 23, owns us. $23 trillion and... We're giving money away to other countries. And like you said, unless you're taking care of yourself, unless we're taking care of our own people here, you can't, you, we're, we're going to end up destroying our younger generations. We're going to, so, they're going to. We're borrowing, essentially, John, we're borrowing money to give it away. Yeah. That'd be it's, like, that's exactly what we're doing. Money 
me going to the bank, borrowing money to loan a friend money mm-hmm. that I can't even afford to borrow, but I've borrowed it. Sometimes it's not even a friend. Sometimes in the United States, we're borrowing money just to give two people we don't like money to watch them fight. And then well, whichever one wins, we'll take their side. I mean, at one point, it came down to that if we didn't help these countries out, the Russians would come in and help, or the Chinese would. So we were trying to create relationships with other countries as a deterrent against communism. But now that Putin has Trump in his back pocket for whatever reason, doesn't really matter. There's a good chance that, you know, you really haven't heard Putin say anything about Somali, have you? No, and I mean, I don't, I don't want to, we could talk about this for, <laughs> this, this pod, podcast has been great, but it's getting way off track, which I Think love. Think about that, though. Putin I, I just want, I, shit about everything. Trump goes and fucking kills Somali, and Putin has nothing to say about it. That's because he, he likes it. That's because he likes it. Because Somali out of, Putin may have ordered the airstrike. Putin wanted Somali out of the way too because he wanted him out of Syria because he was dictating what was happening in Syria. He was too popular. He had too mm-hmm. much power. It, it's it's all very it's 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 a screwed up world. But when you start digging through these layers and what you see, what's going on, it's even more screwed up. Oh yeah, it is. And Epstein is tied into all this mm-hmm. because he had dirt on all these people. An influencer. Yeah. Right now he's down in Argentina getting fucking plastic surgery. Who knows? Yeah. Living in uh living in Hitler's old mansion, probably. Yeah. But Larry, this is this has been great as always having you on. I can't let you go without letting you plug everything you do, your uh your radio show that you have and tell people where they can listen to that. PirateRadioUSA.net. I'm on every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Is it 4? Yeah, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. No, no, excuse me. 7 to 9 Eastern Time. 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time. I was about to say the people that can't tell time. Hell, maybe I'm one of them. I've rebranded the show, sort of. I call it now the Chaos Crew. Okay. Well, I've got half a dozen re- uh, regular people that call in where we banter and we just talk shit. And it's two hours of chaos, mayhem, and fun in your life. I like it. You're never going to get back. I can be, uh, my website is wallstreetprisonconsultants.com. Phone number 8555-PRISON. I'm going to be lecturing at Fordham Law School. I don't know if I told you this. I don't Fordham think so. invited me to come to the law school in February to lecture on white-collar crime, if you can they believe. They're in for a treat. <laughs> I, I, I find that highly amusing, but I said, sure, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'm already working on what I'm going to say. I'm going to give them a good show, if you will. hope they're paying you well. You know what? I'm going to do that for nothing. For free. Well, they're going to pay my airline and my hotel yeah. and my food, but I've got friends there in New York. I'll come and visit. It's okay. Yeah. 
That's cool. So it is what it is, but I always like coming on your show. Is this video, I mean, when you do your broadcast, is this video going to show up somewhere? Most of them I don't put on YouTube, but since you have such high quality uh, cameras there and you got the nice, Larry has the, if you're listening on the podcast, Larry has the Eiffel Tower set up behind him looking at, looking at Paris. It's a beautiful scenic uh, view of Paris. So I'll put this on YouTube just for you, Larry, so the people can go I'm, see I'm it. I'm in there. Paris today. I'm, I'm wine testing. There you wine go. <laughs> Larry Levine, thank you so much for coming back I'm on Film Friday. I'm glad I could be with you and uh, hope to be on again. All right. Thank you all for listening to today's show with Larry Levine. I just want to remind everyone out there listening, if this is your first time listening to Felony Friday, be it on uh, one of the podcasting apps, be it on YouTube, uh, if you're listening on one of the podcasting apps, go to whatever app that is, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, click that subscribe button. Uh, give us a chance. Make sure you want you check out each one of our three shows. Make sure you go back and listen to our archives. We have some great interviews. We've been doing this for a long time. So check those out. And uh, if you do all that stuff and you still need more content, you still want to hear from us more, make sure to follow us on social media. You can get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lions of Liberty. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, we're at Lions of Liberty. And the place to be on Facebook, the number one discussion forum for liberty-minded people, for people who uh, like to critically think through things and uh, like to have a good discussion in a sane, you know, reasonable way. You can find that at in our Lions of Liberty forum, which is on Facebook. Just punch Lions of Liberty forum in the bar at the top on Facebook. It'll come right up. And uh, as long as you are a real person, uh, we'll get you in there and you can uh, partake in some stimulating discussions. So come check that out. And if you've done all of that and you're like, you know what? These guys are awesome. They're incredible. I need to help them get this message out more. I need to help John reach more people exposing injustice in the criminal justice system. If you want to do that, please come over on Patreon, patreon.com slash lines of liberty. We got a level for every different wallet size. And, uh, you know, you get the different access merchandise as, as you go up. So check that out. Patreon.com slash lines of liberty. And after you've done all that, then, uh, Take a nap. You've uh, you've done good work. So take a nap, maybe have a beer, have a beverage, and, and relax, relax. But don't forget to share this show, too, before you do that. So, guys, that is all I have for today. Thanks again to my good friend Larry Levine for coming on today's show. Always a uh, interesting discussion with Larry, and I, I love having Larry on because I – almost prepare nothing for this show. I'm familiar with the topics, of course, but um, it's just conversation, just banter back and forth, having a good time talking about this stuff, but yet taking it seriously and hopefully adding some value to your life. So thank you for spending uh, about an hour with us today and uh, hope to see you, or uh, I guess I won't see you, podcasting. I don't see the people listening. We'll leave it at that. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.